Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Good to see you all. Wow. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they look good. Even if they don't. So, Rod has been speaking about the Holy Spirit the last couple of weeks, I think three weeks, three sessions, and he's done a brilliant job of laying a foundation. So, today I am continuing in part four, but I'm calling this Living for Others in What Christ Has Obtained for Us. So, we have heard all about Holy Spirit, how Holy Spirit empowers us, but now I'm going to go into the spiritual gifts and to tell you why. It's not just for you. We are living on this earth so that God can impact us, empower us. Why? So we can reach out and pass on to others. Amen. So I want to encourage you and stir you this morning. If that's not what you're going to be doing, well, we'll lay hands on you and I'll get Jerry and Rod to lay hands on you. So at no point since you've accepted Christ, have you ever been alone? Do you know that? Have you ever been helpless? How many of you felt alone? Be honest. You can have people around you and you can still feel lonely. How many of you have ever felt helpless? It's not the feeling that is right or wrong. It's what you do with the feeling that makes it right or wrong. So yes, I feel lonely, but guess what? I'm never alone. I feel hopeless and helpless, but I have a hope and I have a helper. So I'm encouraging you. And also, where do you go when you have a difficulty? Where do you go? The first person we should go to, it's usually the last person we go to. We go to our peers because we know they're going to say what we want to hear. Learn to go to Holy Spirit. Learn to go to the Father. And Rod and I always laugh when Natalie has an issue. If she phones me, I know it's emotional, it's relational, or it's, but when she wants something technical, something financial, dad, thanks, goodbye. I'm the one that gets, (laughs) (laughs) so who do you go to? She's a good girl. You know, hey, Victoria. So it's important, it's very important, if you are at a place in your life where Holy Spirit is not involved or not being spoken about, you are not hearing the whole story. I'll say that again. If you are in a place in your life or in a building, I won't specify, where Holy Spirit is not being brought in, you are not getting the whole story. And why? Can we put that? um, I try to do it the best I could. Not very good at doing these things. But you have the Godhead, the Trinity. So you can just hold your finger up straight. This finger, not the middle one, please. Thank you. Okay. One finger, correct. Bend it. How many parts? Three. God. Bend it. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, which makes one. So you have God, the Trinity, Holy Spirit here, who is the helper and the power. 
Father here, the creator and the sovereign ruler. Then we have the Son, Jesus Christ, who got sent in the form of man, the Savior and the Lord. What was his mission? The gospel. All three of these make up the Godhead. If you are missing one part, which a lot of places leave out, Holy Spirit, you are not presenting the whole truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Helper. Jesus encouraged the disciples before he left. Can you imagine? And Barry, where's Barry? Does such a good job on Wednesdays with the Bible study. Can you hear me, Barry? Yay for Barry. (laughs) You need to come. The teachings are so good. But here the disciples are. They've walked and talked with Jesus for three years. They've seen signs, wonders, miracles, walking on water, the 5,000 fed, casting out the unclean spirits, healing the leper, raising Lazarus from the dead. And now Jesus is saying, I've got to go. Now understand, and you did such a good at explaining this, we didn't, they didn't have Google. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have manuscripts. All they had, heaven help us that are 60 and over, all they had was their, what they could remember. Some of us would be in deep trouble. That's all they had. Their lives were consumed with him. So let's go to John 14, 26 and 27. It says, when the father sends the advocate as whose representative? Jesus. I got to go so someone else can take my place. My representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you some things. He will teach you everything. And he will remind you of what? Everything. It doesn't always work. When I can't find my phone, I go, Father, please help me. And I still can't find it. So then I just use my tracker. But he will remind us of everything he's told us inside for our everyday living. He's such a practical God. Let's go on to verse 27. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. What is that gift? Peace of mind and heart. Your mind, how many of you know your mind can be fine, but your heart's hurting? Or vice versa. This is where we have both working together. I have peace here and I have peace here. I give a gift the world cannot give. We heard in the beautiful testimonies yesterday at the ladies' breakfast. You can be so miserable, but have everything. You can be searching. You can be looking to your husband to make you happy. He's not there to make you happy. Newsflash. He is. Because if my happiness is dependent on him, what do I do when he's gone? He's called us to depend on and rely upon him. And how on earth are you going to understand the word of God if you don't read it? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands for those who don't read the Bible. Or you have an easier way. You can get the, what do you do? The audio. Get the Word of God in you so He's got something to translate to come out. Amen? Amen. You don't just go to your bank account and go, oh, I'm going to draw 3,000. 3,000 has to be deposited somewhere. Start making good deposits. And why? Luke 24, 49. He says, and now I will send you the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. 
but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. He says, so me, one mere man, I am not omnipresent yet, can only be at one place at one time. I have to go so I can send the Holy Spirit that can be everywhere at any time. Timeless, there is no limits to the Holy Spirit. We are gifted with a Bible and the Holy Spirit interprets it for us. You can read it, you can hear it, but you have to apply it. How many of you have ever met where you encourage people and, you, and they go, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I'm going, well, then why aren't you doing it? For goodness sake. It's not what you know, it's what you're doing. It's not just having faith, you have to obey. James 2.26 says, faith without works is dead. Amen. We always tell that to the couples that are trying to have a baby. Faith without works is dead. Hey, we can talk about that in church. God did not leave us empty. He will not just be with you. Guess what? He will be in you. In you. Isn't that phenomenal? Oh, you may be saying, oh, I know all of this. I've heard all this before. Well, then why aren't you doing it? 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6. It says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So all of us, that includes all of us. That includes you. So who has ever said, but I don't have any gifts? Not true. Yes, you do, because God said it. You have a gift. But we need to identify, this is very important, identify the difference between a gift and a ministry. There's a big difference. Because you have the gift of prophecy, you can prophesy, doesn't make you a prophet. Just because you have the gift of teaching doesn't make you the ministerial position of a teacher. And that's where I have the issue. I don't have an issue with Bible schools, hear me, but this is where I have an issue with Bible schools. Because you've done all of this and you've done seminary, now we give you the ministry of a pastor when you're not a pastor. God gives the ministry. Amen. We've got a lot of pastors out there that are good teachers, good evangelists. They're not good pastors. And the body of Christ is getting hurt. So now, Ephesians 4, 7. However, He has given each one of us a specific gift through the generosity of Christ. His generosity. So I'm going to go through the gifts. There are five ministry gifts. You have, I call them three M&Ms, where you have the ministry, motivational, and I'll, so I'll get to those. So there are three ministry gifts. Then we have the motivational gifts, then the manifesting gifts. So I'm going to break those down. It's very important to understand the difference. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. It says, now these are the gifts given to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. So 
If you can hold your hand up like this. All right, you can put that next slide up, Sharon. So the thumb. The apostle, they're usually the ones that are, they stick out like a sore thumb. They're different. John the Baptist, they eat locusts. They're different. The thumb, can you see it's different, but the thumb can touch every other part of the, of the hand. The next one, you have the pointer, the prophet, direction. Okay, now I've got to do this next one very carefully. Read between the lines. <laughs> Isn't it bad that we can't just do something like that without you thinking bad? Anyway, the tall one in the middle there. <laughs> okay. That is the tall man stirring. It stirs the body to reach out to get people saved. The only one you're ever going to remember is this one. I know you lot. (laughs) Then we have the ring finger, married to the flock, the pastor. Then we have the little pinky here, which is the balance, the teacher. We need all five of those. You can't just have one. We will be imbalanced. We had a, um, one of Rod's cousins married a girl that lost this finger. So she, Rod says she types with a lisp. <laughs> so what are they for? What are those gifts for? Ephesians 4.12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do the work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Oh, heaven help our leadership not ours, the world's leadership. I have grown up where the fivefold ministry have used their gifting to elevate themselves, build up their own ministry, get their mansions, get whatever they want so that they are up here and the people are down here. Don't you phone me. Don't you come to my house. That is so not what God's saying here. They are here to come down, come alongside, and push you forward beyond us. Not to elevate us. And the body of Christ has been hurt. So hurt. With the abuse of the giftings. And I, I mean, Rod and I say sorry. We've been hurt. Really hurt. But you know what? But God. So we are here to enthuse you and encourage you to get out there and go do the work of the ministry. You do it. So the seven motivational gifts, that was the ministry gifts. Here are the motivational. Prophetic, serving, teacher, exhorter, giver, leader, mercy. You will generally find one of these, I am mercy motivated, but I am prophetic. So the two go, they're opposites. But everything I do is out of another translation of mercy is kindness. I want to just give, even if you're wrong, let me give you the kindness first, then let me slap you and then give you kindness so you don't even know you got slapped. (laughs) Romans 12, 6 to 8. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. I love that. Not just doing them. Doing them well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach them well. 
If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. Oh, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness or mercy to others, do it gladly. You are in one of those. And you can spill out, I'm not one that likes to box people and go, this is what you are. But I am generally motivated by mercy. This is, he bleeds, eats, sleeps, thinks, drinks, servanthood. If Rod will preach through a servant heart. So, and it's good to have all those functions within the body. So you have a spiritual gift. He will equip you. All right, the last one is the nine manifesting gifts. And they are, they put in, it's easy to remember these, these nine, and they go in groups of three. I was listening to Joseph Prince, and he goes, it's tree by tree by tree. (laughs) Three by three by three. And then we had a lady, Ziggy Oblander, she was the um, intercessor for Run Up Bonka. And we were in, she was actually, where was it? We were in a meeting with her, and she was talking about spiritual warfare. And she was talking about the lintel patch that they had defended. And she's German. So excuse me, Germans, I'm sorry. But, and she went and they fought and they fought and they fought. <laughs> and we were all, what she meant was they fought and they fought. So then Rod goes, that's called chemical warfare. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whichever way you want it, we're fighting the enemy, right? <laughs> you let the secrets out on Friday night. We won't go there. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 12. So one lot is to say. You've got the three lots that go with the saying. You've got three lots with no and three lots with doing. 1 Corinthians 12. Did I read? No. A spiritual gift has been given to each one of us so that we can help one another. We can help each other. Why is the spiritual gift given to you? To make you look good? To help one another. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to, of wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit, the gift of faith. To another, someone else, the one Spirit gives the gifts of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still another person given the ability to speak in an unknown language while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So if you don't like the gift you've been given, don't argue with me. Take it to Him. Every single one of us have been a gift. So now I'd like, I have a Holy Spirit amongst us. Please will the Holy Spirit stand. So now, Holy Spirit gave out gifts to different people in different places today. Would those people with a gift please stand? Okay, will you please open your gifts while standing and tell me what's in your gift. Don't open, just open your packet and you will see a gift. Okay, what does your gift say? Tom Brummett. Tom, where are you? Holy Spirit had visited you where? Where were you given the gift? When did Holy Spirit give you the gift this morning, Pauline? Yeah, where were you in the building? 
Okay, so Holy Spirit gave you the gift, but it's not, it's for the one another. So who's your gift for? Tom Brummett. So you can go and give Tom his gift. Tom, will you stand just in case? This is your gift. Okay, and so where did Holy Spirit visit you? In the church office. So you, who's your gift for? Kathy. He gave you that gift to give to someone else. There you go, Kathy. Lolly. Holly. Where's Holly? Oh, there. <laughs> and where were you given the gift? Okay. And yours? Mike B. Mike B. Michelle. Mike and Michelle. So God, where did, where did Holy Spirit visit you this morning? Perfect. So, and the last one? What does your gift say? Yes. Aaron, Aaron, please stand. Aaron and Mindy. Where did Holy Spirit meet you today? Where did Maria give you the gift? Right here. So that goes to Aaron. Aaron, that's, you've got to give that away. Sorry. <laughs> There's one more. Zoe. That's for you, Zoe. So do you see how important it is? If I'm not availing myself to Holy Spirit to hear what he's saying and to utilize these gifts, someone else is falling short. And that gift wasn't for me. Oh, yes, I prophesied. No, it was in turn to pass on, to bless. He is a giving, generous father. So a spiritual, so we're just going to quickly go through the speaking gifts. I'm going to breeze through these. There are three speaking gifts which are to say, which is prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Those are pretty basic. Supernatural gifts, not talents. There is a difference between a gift and a talent. I will take the gift way above the talent, but the talent sure helps. Amen? A lot of organizations go for talent above gift, and your gift has to carry your talent. All right, and these are grace gifts, which means that they are undeserved and unlearned. And the scripture here says, in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it says, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Now, I have to say, when I was putting this together, I, I got convicted. How many of you earnestly desire with the Super Bowl for the Eagles to win? Put your hands up. Do you eagerly desire, or oh, you're in the minority? How many of you eagerly desire for Kansas City? Okay, so you have an anticipation, an expectation. You put time aside to cook, watch, whatever. You've planned your life, yet we put no planning, no earnest desire into desiring the gifts of the Spirit. I, I'm guilty. You have to hold that up. So, Ian, over here, what did you receive, Ian? A meme from Adam about the Super Bowl that uh, we. <coughs> what? Adam, help me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Was basically who's, who's preaching? 
He asked me, who's preaching this Sunday? I said, I am. So he says, Adam's going to get some energy and pour it over you and light it. So I found out about it and gave him Gatorade this morning. (laughs) Okay, I better move on. How many of you can honestly say every day, I know every time I lead the the singing, every time I preach, I earnestly desire him. But then that's it. Or I'll earnestly desire him when I'm in a meeting or when I'm aware. But we need to continually absolutely earnestly desire every moment of the day. I'm stepping out today. God, what is it? A prophetic word, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge for who? Amen? Earnestly desire. That is to have a red hot desire for. Mm. All right. Second, the revelation gifts. They to know and reveal. The word of wisdom. I'm going to have to breeze these for time's sake. But this is where you get a witness to something God is doing or about to do. Um, it can change the future event through fasting and prayer. Then we have number two, the word of knowledge, which is insight that only comes from God. And um, I had a, a word of knowledge one time in a service. We had a massive service on. And one of the ladies that we were really good friends with that I've respected, she's like a grandma to our kids. And the Holy Spirit one morning during the prayer, she was up for prayer, and he said, I want you to go up to her. She's had an abortion. And I want, years and years when she was young, and I want you to tell her, she doesn't have an issue with my forgiveness. She has an issue with her forgiveness. I want you to go and tell her she's got to forgive herself. Well, first of all, I'm thinking, I know this lady, and if I'm wrong, but I just had that, and I went to her, and she burst into tears. And she said, I have always understood God's forgiveness, but I've never been able to forgive myself. And from that day on, she was set free. You see the importance? It was a gift. I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't even thinking of her. A gift from God to me, through me, to change the life of someone else. Don't you want to be that person? Then there's the discerning of the spirits. Discerning of the spirits, plural. Okay, and that's to discern the present work of the Holy Spirit, to discern human spirit, to discern demonic spirits. So you as a good discerning of spirits is this man right here, Mr. Tilton. Then we have the three power gifts. This is to do something. The gift of faith, the gifts of healing, and the gifts of working miracles. The gift of faith where the Holy Spirit has given an ability to trust God beyond the limits of the natural, where something's absolutely impossible. The gifts of healing, you might walk in the gifts of healing. It doesn't mean you have the ministry of healing. Can't stand it when God does something amazing through someone, all of a sudden they've got this big ministry and um, brochures and your name is elevated. Not even Jesus took the glory. What did he say? Don't tell anybody. And they left glorifying who? God. The Godhead. All right. Heaven is so rich. Oh, sorry, the gift of the working of miracles, which is the supernatural ability to perform miraculous deeds. It's beyond the natural. And I've seen that in my life where we went to, Rod told you, healing crusade. I got totally delivered of a rare blood disease. The exact same meeting, 
Rod's mom's leg grew three inches, the exact same meeting. His niece who was dying got delivered from something that was taking her life. All three in one meeting, earnestly desire. It doesn't mean that some gifts are better than others. It's the same giver, just be obedient. Amen? And you don't have to be physically present. Faith has nothing to do with emotions and everything to do with the integrity of God and His Word. That's it. Holy Spirit empowers us. Acts 1.8, you will receive power in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to breeze through them so you can read through these at home. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I have a lot to say on that subject, but I won't. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Holy Spirit is practical. He does for us what we can't do ourselves. So when people are telling me when they need a job, I go, well, what are you doing about it? Oh, no, I'm trusting the Father. You lazy thing. Get up and look for a job. <laughs> Amen? It's not going to fly from the sky. Oh, no, I'm not going to, I'm not doing this, I'm waiting. I don't know if I should brush my teeth, I'm waiting for Holy Spirit to tell me. You've got a brain, for goodness sake, use it. This Holy Spirit comes in where we can't, not where we can. And then there's the laying on of the hands, and I'm just going to quote Acts 8, 8, Acts 19, verses 4 to 6, and 2 Timothy 1, 6. I'm going to read 2, 2 Timothy 1, 6. This is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God. So here he's telling us, you, not me, you fan into flame the gift God has given you so that you in turn through earnestly desiring can give to someone else. Live in the conscious presence of the Holy Spirit that's living within you. And I want this slide to go up. No believer has a legitimate excuse for not obeying God. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you are. No excuse. And then I just want to, because why? He's equipped us, empowered us, entrusted us, commissioned us. And I want to leave this with you. Very important. God is not into titles. You will know them by their fruit and not by the gifting or the ministry. I don't care how impressive. I was just talking to someone today about, someone that is in the church, they've known for years, heads up or has been part of a worship team, and the worship team leader and someone in, of the band members have been sleeping together for a year, and they're both married. So you can look at the gift and be doing everything that's right. No, not this church. No. Oh, no. <laughs> look, turn around. Show the stand up. Right here. <laughs> stand up and show them the face you gave me. No, sorry. I better clarify. Not in this church. <laughs> it's, but you know what's so sad is it makes it hard for us because you have these guys sharing, preaching the gospel, talking, and then they're live behind here. I'm t there's, this is what my kids say, and I, they can't say anything better other than they love us and they owe us when we're old. They say, Mom and Dad, we love that you are the same people at home as you are the same people in church as you are the same people with your friends. 
I wouldn't be, I would not know which character to play when and where. I'd mess it up. Be who you are. But you know what? The gifts are there to help. If you stay out of fellowship, you're looking for trouble. If you're not accountable, you're looking for trouble. Use the gifts that he has given you wisely and appropriately. You don't use them to manipulate, dominate. Everything is done for his glory and for his reward and for his kingdom. And I'm going to close with this again, 1 Corinthians 12, 31. If you can come up, Maria, please. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you a way of life that is the best of all. So here he's saying, I've given you all these gifts to go and bless others. That's 1 Corinthians 12, the whole chapter. But if you go ahead to 1 Corinthians 13, what is the best way of all? Love. What does love do? Love accepts you just the way you are. Religion says change, then I'll accept you. If we can just pray. Father, I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you have equipped us. You've empowered us. You've guided us. You've entrusted us. You believe in us. And you've commissioned us to go. Your name, God, two-thirds, is go. And then the last portion is do. Go and do. Forgive us for not earnestly desiring the gifts that you've given us, not just for us, but so that we can reach out to a dying nation. Father, I thank you that already there are revivals springing up throughout this world within our own country where no man has done anything. It's but by the Spirit of God. So we say, Holy Spirit, we know you're here, but we're asking you to interrupt our lives. Move amongst us with a demonstration of your power that this world might know that you are their Savior. And if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you need to do it now. That's the beginning. And then all of this is in you. So if there's anyone this morning that has not given their life to the Lord, has not said, Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you, be my Savior. Could you just put your hand up and we can pray with you this morning? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. All of heaven rejoices. If you could just say after me, church, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Have your way in my life. Do with me whatever you want. I am a child of the King. I receive you now in Jesus' name. Amen.